0: Hello, everybody, and happy Tuesday, the 18th of July, 2023. Yes, Tuesday. Already there. I'm not back yet. I am probably out of my grog, my haze. I don't know. I don't know what the feeling's going to be like. But uh, I hope it's a good one. I hope I don't have to do it again anytime soon. Anyway, instead of me rambling incoherently, I am going to play another Best Of. This is an interview I did with the one and only James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurgly. I'm usually on WABC up in New York every Saturday morning with him, 7 to 8 a.m. on his show, which is 7 to 10 a.m., but... Uh, He's been on vacation last two weeks. I'll be back, I think, this Saturday. But, yeah, he's been living the cruise life. So, good on him. But uh, since you missed his voice, if you've missed his voice, and maybe you didn't know you missed his voice, but you're about to learn that you missed his voice, it's me and James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. I'll be back, should be back, tomorrow. Welcome back to the program I'll never forget the day I heard that coming down the headphones, sitting in front of a microphone, scared to death, soiling myself, going, oh my God, I'm about to talk. Uh, The day I had the great honor of filling in for Rush Limbaugh, and it's a great honor again to welcome back the producer of the Rush Limbaugh Show and the official call screener and the official Obama criticizer. His name is James Golden, but you know him by Bo Snurdly. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Derek, I'm okay. Good to be with you. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing every time it's a Friday. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, you uh, of course years decades with the Rush Limbaugh show and then the horrible loss of Rush just it, it's still not over it. It was what I listened to on the radio. It's all I listened to on the radio. And to keep the legacy alive, you have launched a new podcast, Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB microphone. Uh, you, you've always mm-hmm you've always had the stories and you get the stories out of you a little bit talking to you, but now it, it the, the Rush Limbaugh family and I know three people who work worked for Rush for a long, long time. It's a very tight knit group and a very protective group. This new podcast you're letting people into areas that you didn't previously let them into. How How did the podcast come about and how does it feel doing it and letting that that the 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 sort of wall down
1: it came about uh i was asked to do it uh by julie talbot who's the president uh, of premier networks and craig kitchen who i don't even know what craig's title is craig is just mr everything he's uh <laughs> craig has been work with the show in executive capacity for for many years he's the founder of premier networks before he went to uh to move on to another company of his own and so they asked me, would I be interested in hosting a podcast series on on Rush and the life of Rush? And I, of course, said immediately, yes, I would. Um, uh, that was one that was for me a no-brainer. Um, it is, it is um, an awesome responsibility because we're trying to, with the podcast series, I have two amazing producers, broadcast producers working with me, Phil, Phil, Philip Tower and uh, Chris Kelly. And what we're trying to do is create <clears throat> what, what you, exactly what you said, Derek, which is kind of a look behind the scenes. And, yeah, that hasn't been done so far on the program, at least not to any great degree. It's a 12-part series, so there'll be 12 episodes. The first one is out this week, was out Wednesday of this week. And, um, and we encourage people to uh, download it wherever they download their podcast from. It's called Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB mic. And um, it feels like a weight in a way because we want it to be excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want it to live up to the standards of the EIB network, the standards that Rush has. Of course, I feel that I would want Rush to be proud of every single second of it if you were able to hear it. And so there's a lot of anxiety from my part. Just uh, We want it to be compelling. And well, the I,
0: I can tell you as a, a long-time listener since, like, 89, when he first came on in Detroit, to the end, I listened to the first episode, and it, it, it exceeded. It exceeded. It, it, the, the first episode is called Most Difficult Day, and you recount, it also features, it, it's a biography, but it's also a peek behind the curtain. And the, the first half of the podcast is you recounting, with audio clips from Rush, the, uh... The day that he announced to the staff before he announced to the world, the same day he announced to the world that he had advanced lung cancer, recount a little because you say in the podcast that you didn't have staff meetings. Rush never called the staff together. Everybody knew their jobs. everybody did it. If you needed it's something you could it, it was a well-oiled machine at that point. so you knew driving in that something was up. could you mm-hmm. what did you think it could have been?
1: I didn't. I didn't know. All I knew that I I was tense uh, as soon as I heard uh, while driving into work that there was going to be an all hands on deck meeting. We don't. We 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 don't have those. The EIB work, We just don't. Um, We've had maybe one. I think that I can remember. Maybe there was another one. I only remember one in the entire thirty three years. And so I knew something was wrong. And and we had a staff member who was actually on a vacation that was called back from vacation. I didn't know that while I was driving in, but when, when I realized that the person was also there, um, it was just like, Oh my gosh, something is really wrong because mm-hmm. she's supposed to be on vacation. So, um, yeah, what was it? That was a, uh, that was a day. as I say in the podcast, I'll never forget. And I don't think any of the other staff will forget. And, but the other thing is that it points to kind of the the incredible businessman that Rush was, the way that he ran this network. Rush was This was Rush's network. I mean, Rush had business partners, yes. Premier is a business partner, yes. Uh, iHeart is a business partner, yes. But this was Rush's network. And, and the fact that we didn't have his staff, we didn't have staff meetings. We didn't have all of that. Now, individual departments may have had meetings like the web crew, they have meetings, I'm sure, on the Limbaugh Letter side, there are meetings. But as an overall staff meetings, we, we didn't have them, because what Rush did was hire amazingly productive, talented people and then let them go. He let them do their jobs. We went, and, and the idea was that you knew what to do, and we all did. We all wanted to just produce excellent work. We all wanted to make sure that our work was up to the standard that we knew rush wanted and he was um, and, and we had such low turnover most of the people that came on to work with the ib had been there for decades we, when you when you got a job here you stayed here because it was a great environment to work with rush was an amazingly generous and great boss and um and we just loved what we did and more importantly we all loved rush you know i Get a lot of attention because of my back and forth with Rush, of which was on the air. Some of it, but everybody on that staff, everybody on the EIB staff, to a person, works as hard as I do. They all love Rush as intensely as I do. We all did as a, as a group of people, and we all were devoted to our jobs and to being excellent. So, you know, I, I felt some guilt over the years being the one that had had the interview time with people like, like this one and even hosting the series. Anybody on our staff could tell you the same thing that I'm telling you about Rush because that's how amazing he was.
0: And that's how tight-knit they were. Like I said, I, I were talking with James Golden, Bo Snardley from The Rush Limbaugh Show, about his new podcast, Rush, the man behind the Golden EIB microphone, which is available everywhere now. Subscribe to it. I, I know two other people who work in New York on the website, mostly, up there. And I, I talked to one of them, Dean, afterwards. I interviewed him for, for my podcast. And he conveyed the same sort of thing. There was this sense of immense love and trust rush trusted his staff unquestioningly and dean would say he'd send him things during a monologue and rush would incorporate it right away and and it was just it was almost like a, a hive kind of everybody knew their parts every every he opened up a clock every gear in there serves a purpose it seems like every gear in the rush limbaugh show served a purpose and how do you get to that point? Do you remember interviewing for the job or getting the job? How did that come about for you to become I the gear? I got the job
1: because I was rotated on the job. I was at WABC Radio, where, by the way, I'm back on Saturdays now doing the Saturday show at my home radio station, WABC in New York. Um, <clears throat> but I, the, the deal was at the time that Rush had uh, had, had an arrangement with WABC where they would provide him with the engineer and the call screener. And there were two other snurdlies before me. No Hmm. one remembers them, thankfully, because I've been there (laughs) that long.
0: Not blood relatives. I was
1: rotated rotated on the job, and and I stayed there, and I clicked. Rush and I clicked. Well, Rush and I had clicked before. I mean, even before I was working for him, I had interaction with him. I I would bring back news stories to his office. I thought that uh, he might have interest in. He and I had a relationship before then that I would call a friend. You know, we, we had become friends. But once I rotated on and he became my boss, you know, and and it was, it was swift. Um, it, it was swift. And then came, um, at the time I was working for ABC, and then came the day that my employment with WABC came to an end. And within hours of that happening... Rush had brought, said, oh, you're full-time with me now, period. That was it. It was no discussion. It was just... And I even forgot the reason. I think they were doing, you know, this was one of the first rounds of layoffs. That, you know, in the radio business, there are these rounds of layoffs that happen every now and again. Right. And so I got caught in one of those. And I had been with uh, WABC for, decade, for a decade forward, well over a decade at that point. So the, at the very day that I got my layoff notice from WABC... Uh, Rush just said, no, forget about that. You're on full-time with me now. And that was that.
0: <laughs> and it, it, quite Because back then, correct me if I'm wrong, James, Rush was doing a local show and his national show,
1: was he not? He was doing the local show, but that had gone away. That went away real quick. That was a demand that was put on uh, the syndicator at the time, EFM Network, in order to clear the show in New York, in order so the show could air in New York, that they also... WABC Local wanted an hour of Rush Local. Local, They teamed him up with the news director over at the time, Kathleen Maloney, a wonderful woman who, and that was an interesting show, but it just wasn't the the show that Rush wanted to do, the national show, obviously. He didn't want to focus just on New York. Mm -hmm. So that show went away very quickly. As the radio stations in the syndication company started to grow, it started at 56, it started moving up, you know, 56, 70, 80, 100. 150 200 that
0: show what was it like at that movie. time when you you because you, you're heady. you're breaking new ground you this hadn't been done
1: it was heavy and to me I look back on it now it all seems like a blur of activity hard to remember specific details because it all was happening so fast everything was just light speed then the next thing we know there were reporters coming in to do interviews um, Rush was on TV. Rush was on magazine covers. Rush was on this magazine cover. And then, of course, the liberal haters started. Mm. And they've never since. The liberal haters tried to do... Rush was the precursor to the uh, to the cancel culture. They tried to cancel him because he was effective in bringing people over to uh, to look at politics very differently. And that's when the hatred started. That's also when... I will always remember this one of the two major wire services left did a story on how Rush... Uh, was was uh, misleading people, and they gave examples, supposed examples of things he had said on the show that were wrong. Well, as it turns out, these were all talking points that this wire service had taken from a group calling themselves Fairness and Accuracy or something like that, some, some little media-concocted group of bunch of leftists. Well, Rush went through and gave source material for every single story, that he used, that they had cited. And this is a major, major wire service, major. And they refused to print it. (sighs) They let the lie stand instead of correcting it journalistically for the truth. And that was a precursor of what our media was going to become and what our mainstream press is right now
0: well the 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 cancel culture and the attacks on rush were of course legendary and continual did did he ever take it personally and i know you how did you stop from choking somebody how did you stop from going after cuz even if if it was water off of rush's back i can't imagine it would you let it go
1: i was angry um i was very very angry at some of these attacks and you know, and Rush, but Rush just kept his composure throughout everything, and I think that helped mitigate everything for all of us. But, of course, he, t- he had to take some of it personally. I mean, he's, but, but Rush had a thick skin. You know, he kind of understood, okay, this is the, you know, this is the level that I'm playing at now. This is the level of engagement. And he responded accordingly. Of course, it still bothers me. Mm-hmm.
0: You, know, you still uh, respond to nasty things with with kindness uh, on social media but you I still
1: try to all the time just because that's the right thing to do but um but, I, but and I'm not even talking about some of those trolls those trolls it's not worth even getting angry at they they they're unfortunate they I mean think about it how how your life has to be what it must be like to live in a body where you're filled with hate for someone that you never even listened to. I mean, I feel sorry for those people, it's, and, I, and I mean that. I'm not trying to say that in a deprecating way. I really do feel sorry for people who are filled with hatred for people they don't even know based on something someone else told them, and they don't even have the wherewithal to check it out for themselves. I mean, how pathetic, I, I, do, I would hate to be trapped in that kind of a life, but I'm talking about some of these institutions, uh, some of these broadcast institutions where you have reporters that can ferret out the truth, where you have people that if they wanted to could be truthful, and they're not. Those are the ones that kind of make me angry because they know that they're being dishonest. They know that these attacks that they do on, and, and this was a precursor of what it was going to be like watching the, uh, the, the mainstream press operate during the Trump years. Exactly the same thing on steroids.
0: Well, I, I would. I'm not sure that they could actually ferret out the truth. I think that muscle in the journalism world has atrophied to the point that it's it's unusable. Uh, James Golden, the the man behind the Golden EIB microphone. In episode one, it goes from you telling the story of Rush announcing his diagnosis to the staff and then the world to Rudy Giuliani. In between, there's a little bit of a there's there's a clip of David Limbaugh, a friend of mine. In there, who can we? Like I said, Rudy Giuliani is featured prominently in the first episode. Who can we look forward to in future episodes?
1: You'll have to get the future episodes. Well, you can roll a couple
0: of names out. I'm going to listen either way. What Everybody listening is going to listen. What the hell? Well, hey, even die. Santa asked for a list. Subscribe to the podcast.
1: I have subscribed to the podcast, well, James. We're talk, We're going to be talking to some of us.
0: I want to know what's in that box before
1: I open it, man. Open the box. We're going to be talking to some of his friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. We might even talk to a substitute guest host that did Uh. the show once.
0: I, I highly doubt that. You've got standards for this thing. But, uh, no, it, well, you, you've you gone on, you, you do a lot of other Tell me, as you were getting involved, because you have Golden Communications and you have the new Journey Pack and everything like that, working for Rush Limbaugh, it, it never diverted from your time or anything, but how supportive was Rush in in you and other staff members going? I'm gonna I'm not leaving. I'm not gonna let my job suffer, but I want to branch out and do other things because a lot of bosses Rush was totally don't want supportive
1: that. Supportive of everything. Um, you know what? One of the things when I started the pack, I went in and I told him, I said, you know, Rush, I did something. And he looked at me like, okay, what'd you do? And I told him <laughs> I started newjourneypack.org. Newjourneypack.org. One more time. NewJourneyPack.org. So I told him, thank you, Derek. So I told him, and if you ever tried to do that on the Rush show, man, I would freaking string you up. <laughs> um, just, just for the record. I know. Um, okay. <laughs> but, but, but so when I told him that, he asked me why, and I told him. Um, and I told him it was primarily to try to help move the black boat and also the service of defense because we wanted to find – because I'm tired of waiting around. And this goes back to what you said, Derek. I am annoyed that our side has done so little to defend our heroes. Yes. Be they Rush, be it Sean, be it Donald Trump, be it any of our talk show hosts that occasionally draw the, the ire of these people on the left. When, when, when a member of the left is attacked, the, the entire left mobilizes to protect them.
0: When well, just look at Eric Swanwell. They attack. circled the wagons around him while he was sleeping with a Chinese spy.
1: Right. Exactly. Now, when somebody on the right gets attacked, whether it be Rush, whether it be Donald Trump, whatever, all these Republican establishment types sit on their hands, and they're just like, uh-oh. Uh, it's almost like they're afraid to do combat. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons I, I formed the practice. It's like, look, no, we're going to combat these people. I'm tired of being on the outside all these years watching our side get hammered, especially on this racial crap. And then we do nothing in response. So I decided to, to uh, form a group that would do some response. But, see, the thing is, it never took away from the job. I hired, what well, we hired um, and, and found an amazing guy, Audrey Pruitt, to run it so I don't have to run it day-to-day. Because, it. And Autry understands my energy is um, in in the Rush show, and but I still do as much as I can with the pack, but it is run by a guy who knows what he's doing and who feels the same way we do, so that was good. I, I would never, if something started interfering with the show and the, the time that I could put in the show, whatever that was in my life, that thing had to go.
0: No, I I hear you. The website is newjourneypack.org, or you can just go to MAGA.black and and find out more about it. Last question, James, really quickly, because it's something that I was never successfully able to do. I never even got you to hang up on me on the phone, except in in our our friendship, but not in your professional capacity. What was the secret to getting past Bo Snurdly to get on the Rush Limbaugh show?
1: You have to be bright, articulate, intelligent. Be able to express your point really quickly, and hope that I'm in a good mood.
0: <laughs> but Rush always said on the air that there was a secret to the timing of calling when a there line. There was,
1: and I'm not. I'm never going to reveal that. Damn it.
0: Damn it. I always got the busy signal. I'd even call an hour before the show, and it was busy. It was disgusting. bothered me that I never got through. But, oh, well, I can still bother you at all hours of the night. James well, you're Golden. you're on the
1: radio now. You, you're you on the radio, and and you're and you um, and you're also a writer. And you're also like this multi-talented, multimedia personality in your own right. So anything that you have to say, you can say it. And there's always going to be a big audience what you do. You were doing podcasts before a lot of other people were doing podcasts. You were doing, your, you know, your writing is insanely incredible. And, and, and I don't know why, by the way, since we're speaking about that, I don't know why, you know, you're, you're an author. You've done all of that. I don't know why there's not a movie about Derek Hunter and the life of Derek Hunter yet. Because you've <laughs> had amazing success.
0: Uh, it, you want to play the role of me? We'll, we'll cast it right now.
1: Yeah, that'd look pretty funny, wouldn't it?
0: You're almost as tall as I am. <laughs> James, uh, the check is in the mail for that last little bit. We're going to encapsulate that. I'm going to make it a ringtone. Uh, the podcast Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB microphone, available everywhere now. Subscribe since you won't tell us who's coming up on it. Uh, continued success. Go to maga.blacknewjourneypack.org. James Golden, Bo nerdly. Thanks so much for your time, buddy.
1: Derek, thank you. And thank you for your great friendship. It it means a lot to me to have you as a friend, especially, you know, friends are easy to have when things are great, but when things are going the way that they go bad, sometimes you really count your friends and they're a blessing, and you're one of those. Thanks.
0: Thank you. We'll be right back.